And as he sat in our conference room, and he sat around the conference table with me and Jim Kelly and announced that he had stage four throat cancer. And the next sentence was the most powerful thing he's ever said. I choose to see this as a gift. He would tell you if he was on this show, which he will be in 2022, that cancer has been the greatest gift he's ever received. What is financial sobriety? Well, first, I'm Jim Gebhardt. Oh, I'm Matthew Grishman. That's good. We should introduce ourselves. And this podcast is all going to be about three relationships that really, when you stop and you think about them, you don't think they go together. But it's your relationship you have with money. It's the relationship you have with people who mean the most to you. And ultimately, the relationship you have with yourself. So I might imagine that those three relationships are somewhat wrapped together. That when one gets a little out of whack, perhaps it has an effect on the others. Stick around and you'll find out. This is our first show of 2022. Whoa. This show should be dropping on or around January 4th, 2022. It is January 4th, 2022. And for most people, they are unaware of the fact that that is a national holiday. Ooh. Tell me something I didn't see on my calendar. January 4th happens to be my birthday. Yeah. So happy birthday to me. Happy birthday to you. I think I'm Ace a, will have... I'm a big 52. You are. And I think Ace has better happy birthday music to play behind us than me he singing does. it. Yeah, yeah. He does. Yeah. So with our, our new year in front of us, we start all of our shows and all of our meetings and pretty much everywhere we go with gratitude. Absolutely. So what are you grateful for, brother? Well, I have to brag, and I'm grateful for you today. Oh? Because... While it may have been a couple of weeks ago, there was a little something that happened in your world, our world, on a platform called TED, TEDx to be specific. And your talk on the best investment I could ever make launched to the world a couple of weeks ago. But given the holidays and how everybody gets a little sideways, I just, I want to brag on you and say kudos for what was an incredible talk a little behind the scenes on some of our guests that are coming up have been new friends and relationships that you've made through your uh, TEDx Folsom experience. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm grateful that you took the time and had the courage to go do that. And what cool stuff yet to be determined, it lies ahead as a result. So my, <laughs> I, I tip the top hat to you. And just so thrilled that it's finally out there and everybody can hear your story. For a while, you wrote the book on financial sobriety. Yeah. Now it's on a platform that people all over the world can access for free. It's awesome. Thank you, brother. So that is a spectacular birthday present. Thank you. Uh, you're, you're welcome. And thank you for saying that. It, it echoes a bunch of my gratitude. The fact that without you encouraging me to tell that story, we never, never would have gotten it to that point. For you helping me see how just a little bit of courage, a little bit of vulnerability, a little bit of telling the truth, and how that could have an impact and start helping and other people. And a lot people. of freaking hard work. Yeah. So thank you. I, I am incredibly grateful that you have had my back, that Amy was there. I mean, the day we did the recording, the day we actually did the talks, to have you and Amy and Miles and the community, that just this whole TED experience, it's so much bigger than just that talk that... 
is on YouTube. I mean, it's it's awesome that it's there, and I'm grateful for the impact that it can have. I had no idea going into the experience what came with it, right? Oh, what, that, what, uh, what, what the side dishes were that came with the oh, main course. Oh, that's the deliciousness that's, oh, that was the total hidden surprise. Oh, just— Were all the other speakers on that day, the, again— The people we get to call friends now. —who have been in studio and whose episodes are coming up here that are just extraordinary people. Yeah. Doing doing extraordinary things, having gone through extraordinary events, both good and bad, and how everyday people are in, yeah. in the in the theme of that TEDx talk are reimagining their circumstance. Absolutely. Again, whether it is a beautiful circumstance or whether it is a near tragic or or very tragic circumstance, how they have reimagined their lot in life. We're gonna. I'd like to steal the theme from the TEDx Folsom event of reimagine and really apply that to what we want to do in 2022 with the show, with our wealth management practice, with our personal lives, with our friendship, our partnership, our relationship with my marriage is I want to start reimagining what those could become beyond my wildest visions, beyond my wildest dreams. And do we have enough time for that today? Ooh, I don't know if we're going to do that all today, but that, you know, kind of setting this theme for 2022 of just reimagining it everything like in our lives. It sounds like a seven-part... Like a miniseries kind of thing? Oh, yeah. Like this concept of reimagine sounds like it's about 42 shows long. Yeah. I, I think it probably will be. Okay. If we cut the year up and do 52 weeks and, and we're out here going at least every other week, we should at least get 25 towards that 40. And while I may be trying to be funny, haha, I am obviously fully... In support of the concept of reimagine, the 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 word that we used probably eh, probably a hundred thousand times on the show last year was intentional. Yes, you and I do not believe in the concept of New Year's resolutions. Right, we believe in the concept of setting intentions. Yes, also the next door neighbor of which is the famous now famous say no more list. So whatever cup of tea you like, whatever flavor of ice cream you like, whether it be say, what if you don't like reimagine, tea? whether it be intention, whether it be your say no more list, you want to put thought into the year ahead. You want to sit here early in the year and let's face it, let's not do what everybody else does. That's another thing that you and I have really grown accustomed to is not falling in line with conventional thinking and doing what everybody else does. Because my favorite time of the year the health club I've, I've belonged to since 1999, is this month. Yeah, because this is where all the new people who have resolutions start showing up. And all of us local yokels that have been there forever, Yeah, we just, we have this, and obviously you can't see it on the podcast, but we have this little smirky smile where we just, we just nod at one another like, it's good to see you here. Yeah. Look at all the newbies. <laughs> yeah. Parking lot's a mess. Uh, it'll be okay by Feb 1. We'll be good. <laughs> well, hey, you can start reimagining how you handle that little phenomenon that happens at your gym. Because I would imagine part of what also happens is a couple people do stick, right? Otherwise, how would you have been one of those people that continued to go year in and year out? At some point, you walk through that door for the very first time because you set a new intention. So there are going to be some people coming in in January that perhaps are coming in under this illusion of a resolution and spending some time with you in that gym, they get in that gym. No, I with put my gym. I put my earbuds in and I yeah, I, I disappear. Yeah, we're going to reimagine that for a minute on how you could potentially help people reimagine their resolutions 
and get more of those people to stick the way you did, the way your old timers that are there. Just reimagining that Oakwood experience for you. Free, free plug for Oakwood Athletic Club in Lafayette, <laughs> Absolutely. California. Absolutely. We'll uh, get on their affiliate marketing agreement here soon. There. But we could start looking at how many of those people aren't going to fall off and disappear because they set a resolution, put the hard line in the sand, fell off the horse once, and gave up completely. Sure. Let's start looking for the people who are setting intentions. The outliers. Yeah. They're out there, brother. We're not the only ones. So as you think about 2022 and the myriad of topics and components to life that you described that you want to focus on, where shall we start? Where would you like to start? Here's what I'd like to do first. The first thing I want to reimagine for 2022 in this keeping some consistency in how we've started each year of the podcast. I mean, this is now year three that we're starting the podcast. I want to reimagine getting started on the right path, right? That's always the first place we start at the beginning of the year. And I want to do it a little differently this year. I want to start by reimagining this concept of predictions. Because wouldn't wouldn't it make sense as a financial show that in the beginning of the year, we would put our you know stake in the sand and put some predictions out there, especially with how famous your predictions are? Well, I mean, I have my first one already. You do? Yeah. I'm going to predict that I reference Nick's Tacos probably 47 times on the show this year. Is that what you're setting the over-under at, 47? Yeah. Okay, I'll take the over. I would definitely take the over. Standard bet? Standard bet, Mortimer. Okay, you yeah. got it. Awesome. So that, that's the first one that first comes prediction. to mind is Nick's ta- Tacos. Hey, so you're writing these down? Because we have to, part of what I think is so special about our relationship is how we support one another from an accountability perspective. Well, and, and around food, too. Well, that's one of the places of accountability. Right. Right? We were both, we were both our biggest enablers at times and now now we're both our biggest accountability supporters at that at times right so i'm grateful that we have each other to do that now here's where we need ace to kind of hold us accountable to putting our stake in the sand with some of these predictions oh with like mashed potatoes can you put a steak in mashed potatoes? Oh, I like steak in mashed potatoes. Oh, that kind of steak. I thought yeah, you meant take like... some speed and catch up with me, will you please? <laughs> well, I'm drinking bubbly water. I should have had more caffeine today. Clearly. Yeah. All right. So that's prediction number one. Yeah. I cannot think of predictions and not hark back to the annual New Year's Eve party that my parents went to for decades. Okay. And it rotated between a couple of different family friends' houses. And as I got a little bit older, they would drag me along. So I'm probably, you know, 12, 15, 16. I probably stopped going after that. And there was always a standard a standard bet among the dads. They would all throw a dollar in Bob Hall's hat, and he would literally leave that hat with all the predictions in it and the dollar for where the Dow Jones Industrial Average was going to close the following year. Ooh, nice. I, I don't think my dad ever won it. I don't remember any of the kind of the machinations behind it. But here we sit, you know, a couple of weeks before the end of the year, and the Dow is, we're just going to round it off and call it 35,000. Yeah. Right? Because on any given day, it could go mas or menos <laughs> almost 1,000 points. Absolutely. Right? I had some fun with the Fun, Fr- fun Fact Friday series that we do with client videos that look back on the now 28 years of relationship that Beth and I have had and where the Dow was 28 years ago. Right. Do you remember? Did you see the video? I did. Okay. Do you remember any of the math? I, I don't remember the math, but I remember where the Dow was when you and Beth started dating. It was? 2,500. 
So you didn't watch the video, and you're making it up right now. <laughs> oh, no, you said 3,500. 3,500. 3, no, I good. did watch the video, so. Yeah, caffeine, dude. Come on, Sorry. catch up. I'm just memory. And memory. here we memory. are. Some here we timers. are 28 years later, and the Dow's at 35,000. Sounds like we got some inflation going on there, Bill. Imagine where we could be 28 years from now. That puts the show at 2050, and you and I are going to be in Boca Raton at Del Boca Vista chasing one another around in our Cadillac DeVille's. Play and bridge Elec- with electric, Alan. Electric versions. Yeah, play and bridge with Alan Phyllis. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. 430 Tony Romas. Yeah, in, instead of thinking about that 430 Tony Romas and making a prediction that far out, we got to give one that Ace can help us measure. So what, what's the 2022? You, you're going to be so bold as to put a Dow Jones Industrial Average prediction yeah, stake in the ground? It's going it's to crack 40,000. Nice. Like cracking hot rocks in the sun kind of, where it's just going to grind its way there, or you think it's going to blow right through that number? Oh, it'll be a slow, gradual grind yeah. up and down. Yeah. But I think between now, this time next year, we'll, we'll see 40,000. That's cool. So should we be? So then we should probably be going out and redecorating all of our client portfolios and encouraging everybody to make investment decisions today based on what we think the markets might do a year from now. And that would be a really bad idea. <laughs> That's the compliance in me, the compliance officer in me saying that is purely a speculation. That yeah. is purely a thought bubble for some fun humor. This is not meant to be investment advice in any way, shape or form. But I think as Jim Gebhardt, private citizen, that the combination of how the economy is zooming along, oh, sure, there's a wall of worry with the virus, with everything that comes along with the virus, with unknown geopolitical events that none, sure. of, us, none of us can predict. Sure. But our fun little game of, of honoring that New Year's Eve party that my parents went to for all these years, I'm going to go with 40,000. I think predictions are dumb. Yeah. <laughs> I really do. Yeah. I mean, we've been watching them all these years. And I, I don't mean, I mean, I love having some fun and setting some predictions. But I mean, the seriousness that these Wall Street economists will will like put a specific number of where the S&P 500 is going to finish and then all this economic data that backs it. I mean, it's this. It's puffery. It's this puffery. It's this constant. almost. It's this constant annual like future tripping thing that we go through and and people take it so seriously and they they really really have this expectation that the people in our industry are going to make some massive investment decisions based on what may or may not happen in the future well, and don't, don't that's you, just crazy to me I know but don't you think most investors whether they recognize it or not almost assume that people in our trade have a crystal ball I don't know if there's an assumption as much as there's a, gonna, there's a hope. What do, you, what do you think the market's going to do in 2022, Matthew? I get asked that every single day. Right. But I don't think a single one of our private clients at this point, and maybe it's just because we live in our own little bubble, but I don't, I don't know that necessarily there's a single private client of ours that actually expects us to change how we go about investing their retirement savings based on what may or may not happen. Sure. I mean, you, you and I have just, I think— in creating our own reality and doing things the way practical experience has dictated versus some of these theories that have come out of academia and the biggest uh, educational institutions. I mean, just looking practically at what happens, helping people make decisions based on what we know to be true today is how you and I have always managed that. So the, the idea of predictions to me are just, they're funny. They're fun, haha. They're fun to track and see how many of them we actually get right. 
And I, and I think there are some predictions that are good to make, like ones that are predictable because they've happened before. For example, the sun coming up tomorrow. That's a good one. I predict that around June 1st, my lawn will start turning brown. No, I'll take the under. You think before that? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, May. Well, I still water it through May. That's why. It's when it gets really hot in in around June is when I stop watering it. Well, you may not be allowed in the, in the great state of California to water your lawn in May. That's true. I do have a prediction about water. We will have less water available for public consumption at the end of the year than we will at the beginning of the year. There's a prediction. I don't know how much less, but we will have less. Those kind of predictions make sense to me. Just because we got to the end of the year and we have lesser, <laughs> not more? Exactly. It just makes sense to me. Here, I mean, here's another prediction that I feel pretty good is going to happen. I predict that in 2022, I am going to be wealthier by the end of the year than I am at the beginning of the year. Hint, I ain't talking about money in the bank. Oh, why? Well, that may or may not happen. I have no control of that part of the outcome. You but don't have control of your spending? I've got control. I guess I've got control over a few things that I can do with my money. So I can have some input on whether I'm wealthier or not, but things could happen in the market. Things could happen in life. Sure. But absolutely, will I be more intentional with my financial resources this year? Will I be focused on the people, places, and experiences that mean the most to me and making sure my finances are more in alignment with that this year than last year? Absolutely. That, I can predict, will leave me feeling wealthier at the end of this year than I was at the start, no matter what's in my bank account. Amen. Yeah. Imagine if more people did that. Excuse me. Reimagine. Reimagine if more people did that. Well, that's kind of why we do this show. Right. Is we give people a place, a, a safe place, where you and I get to share our personal stories, our personal experiences with permission of friends and clients. We get to share some of their personal experiences, and that creates this very safe place that people can tune in on a biweekly basis from here for the rest of 2022, where they can start exploring what it means to question the status quo, question what everybody else is doing, right? You mentioned this a few minutes ago. Let's do something that's different yeah. from what the pack and the herd does. This year, for those leaning in and wanting to become more involved in the financial sobriety community, this is the safe place to start doing that with our podcast, where you can start pushing the pause button on what you see as the status quo, where the whole herd is going. Push the pause button. Think for yourself. Does that make sense for me? Is that what's right for me, for my family? We and prior shows have talked about our rest and rehydration game plan. Yeah. In that conversation, and I encourage you to go back and find that episode somewhere in the, the Rolodex of episodes. I'm working on that right now. I got those up in my head pretty good. Oh, good. So keep talking. I well, might remember the number. The concept is we talk about an hour a day for you, mm -hmm. right? Yep. A day of the week for you. Yeah, I've got a five-pronged rest and rehydration strategy. A weekend yeah. for you. Yes. Right? Three-day weekend. Three-day weekend. Yes. A week and then a two-weeker. Yeah. Where I'm going with this is in the concept of that hour a day. Often I find myself that's at the gym. And when I set foot in the gym, that's more than an hour. It's generally an hour and a half because one of the things that I do is if it strikes me before I go up to where the cardio equipment is yeah. or after, there's this whole section of kind of you know chairs and couches and tables. And I go sit and I be, I'm quiet. Really? I, I desperately stay off my phone. 
and I just give myself time to breathe nice. and think. I didn't know you do that. Well, you, I can't tell you everything. Yeah. We'd be out of a show. That's true. you got to leave something here. That time and space is what you need to be able to go spend the time to think about this. Whether it be you go walk the dog, whether it be you go for a walk by yourself, whether it be you meditate, what, whatever the exercise, treat yourself to that time to go be intentional and think about what do you want to do differently in 2022 than you did in 2021. I, I find that time in the morning. That's where, yeah. where I need to have that is bright and early in the morning before the world wakes up. Yeah. That's why I'm out of bed somewhere between 5 and 5.30 most days. The goal is 5. Yeah. I don't quite do that perfectly, but it's okay. I don't give up. If one day I get out of bed at 5.20, that's okay. I try for 5 the next day. And if it's 5.15, that's okay too. But that time in the morning between that's your time. 5 a.m. and right about 6.30 when I get out the door. The house is quiet. The house is quiet. The, the dogs, dogs are, are asleep. Quiet. No, they, they're with me, but they, they're part of my meditative energy. They kind of curl up around me. We go outside. We get some fresh air. The dogs go piddle in the backyard, and I breathe in some air. I, I set some intention about, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful that I'm awake. I'm grateful that I've got a day sober, alive, awake, feeling the cold air on my face, smelling what I smell in my backyard, the sounds, everything, all my senses that I'm grateful for. And then I just go sit and be quiet with my pups for a half hour to 45 minutes, seeing if there are any thoughts that come to me, seeing if anything downloads to me about my day, about others, about anything. So that's a beautiful way to start your day. Yeah. Do you, do you ever let it go into setting a grander intention on, on a subject like you mentioned earlier, wealth or health? or relationship? When do you do that? I will generally do that in a writing exercise later in the day. I set a daily intention every morning. It's the same intention. Whatever universal higher power energy is out there, whatever you choose to call it, whatever it looks like, I ask whatever that is to put as many people in my path that I can be of service to as possible today. Just put somebody in my path today that I can help, because that's what my feet hit the floor every day to do. Right. Right. It, I, I feel like my why, my purpose, why I was given this gift of life was to be of service to my fellow, to be part of a tribe where I'd be able to figure out how I can be most useful to that tribe, to that community. And it took a lot of years of figuring out what is that one singular thing that if I'm doing this 90 percent of the time, yeah, I am being super freaking helpful to other people to a point that they're. Some of them are even willing to pay me for it, right? It Having that kind of gratitude every morning that I have that and that I want to give that to somebody, that's why I get up in the morning. So I put that intention out every single morning. Yeah, that's beautiful. I can't say as though I do that on a daily basis, it, yeah. that in, that intentionally. Yeah. Right. And, and there's some days where I've got to look, there's some days the where I'm faking round. it. I'm faking it. Sure. I don't feel it. I wake up and the monkeys in my brain are chirping at right. me, telling me everything that's wrong in the world. Right. I have those days a lot fewer than I did when we were sitting in this chair a year ago or two years ago or even when we first started the show. And a lot of that has been the repetition, the discipline of what you and I do in studio here every couple of weeks. That's where a lot of the creativity happens. So for members of our community who are leaning in, you know, you and I set a lot of those big intentions when we're here on microphone in studio. That's where I do a lot of that. And then afterward, we'll go sit across the street and we'll talk about this. So part of it is having somebody that I can set these intentions of what I want this year to look like 
having someone like you. I do this with Amy, too. We'll, we'll have our times where the kids aren't around. It's quiet. We can sit on the back deck. We can go for a walk. We're out to dinner somewhere. And we'll just start talking about things like, what do we want retirement to look like? When the boys get to a point where they're... Simple dinner conversation. Yeah, where, where they are. Exactly, very, <laughs> very light, light, super light. You know, news, weather, sports kind of stuff. But we'll just, you know, we'll start setting these intentions. And sometimes we write it down, sometimes we don't. But what's really cool is you put the intention out there. And even if it's five years later, seven years later, something happens. So Beth has developed a recent new habit around manifesting. Ooh. And I'm tell me more. Oh well, I'm I'm just thrilled. Same, and same I idea? Same concept. Right. Right. Is putting the energy out there into the into the ethosphere on what is it that you want, right? In your example of please higher power, put people in my path that I can help. Yes. Right? Whatever that intention is for you, and whether you have someone to share it with or not, the concept of journaling and writing it down yes. is powerful. A little Christmas present that Beth gave to all the kids last year, all 14 of our kids, was a little journal. And that journal was meant as a place to, a little pocket-sized thing that could go in the backpack. You were able to buy that much paper given the supply chain problems? How long did that take to get? Well, we ordered directly from China. Oh, nice. When, in 2017? Mm-hmm. Oh, way to think ahead. Well, I, was, I did a prediction. Nice. Perfect. And so, it came true. Uh, always. Yeah. The journaling concept is something that I'm I'm setting as a reimagine for myself. I've nice. never really been a journaler. Nice. Journaler? Journaler. Yeah, sure. Why not? Right. I'll check it out on Words with Friends tonight. Okay. It, it, sounds, like it's, it sounds like it's like eight points. If I Nah, journaler with a J. J's a 10-point word. You put that on a triple square with a triple word. Oh, you could be talking about 112, 118 points potentially. Oh, gotcha. So I'll test it out on Jill tonight. You know, I play like 12 games with my mom every single night. Concurrently? And with Carol, my mother-in-law, my cousin Lydia. There are just a handful of people that I've got multiple words with friends games. So you keep spitting the words out at me. Gotcha. That's the and new then, lab where we then can we check test them. Up them. There. Yeah, and then we can run them by Kevin later. Got it. That's... An intention for me going into the year is to journal more. Nice. I'll hold you to There's that. There's no prediction around it. It's just, it's a, it's an exercise. It's something I've always wanted to do and just really never yeah. taken the time to do it. Beautiful. Because Beth and I do talk about these light conversations around retirement. Right. Or want to life versus have to life. Exactly. Yeah. And how do we clear the decks on that both for ourselves individually as a couple and then ultimately as a family? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I will. All small chit chat kind of. I will, custom. I will absolutely be the guy standing there this time next year asking you if you made progress. Amen. Did you do it more than you did the year before? Because that's that's what we're looking for. Well, I can almost guarantee you that I will be wealthier and healthier at the end of 22 than I am at the beginning of 22, because that's exactly what I did in 2021. Nice. And I am healthier and wealthier, both both on paper and in emotional mindset at the end of 21 than I was at the beginning. Despite the fact that throughout the year, you had both health and wealth challenges. Amen. And what I was so proud of was how you let those challenges show up and you let those challenges go. This too shall pass. Well, and you didn't, I, you didn't quit. You didn't give up. You didn't call me up on a Tuesday morning, on a random Tuesday morning and say, hey, guess what? I sold the firm out from underneath us because I'm all done, right? You didn't do it, I'm all done. Uh, no, but you th- came close. There's always one of those a year. You, you, came, you came close. I think it was around the middle of May. You came close. Yeah, there's always one of those. Yeah, yeah, Just absolutely. Because if you're a business owner, you understand the plight of the business owner, and 
the trials and travails and the ups and downs. And at, at times you go, that Ed McMahon huh. check is looking pretty good right now. Huh. Yeah. That's how big the check would be. Uh-huh. Yeah. Start the printer. That could buy an RV or so. Right. To get us out of here. But, but my, you didn't. Our dear friend Glenn. Yeah. A now 13, 13 year cancer survivor taught me that anything that you want can be a gift. And as he sat in our conference room, the first office that, that Gebhardt Group was in, and he sat around the conference table with me and Jim Kelly and announced that he had stage four throat cancer. And the next sentence was the most powerful thing he's ever said. I choose to see this as a gift. God bless the Riddler. I love I Glenn. That's amazing. to see this as a gift. He would tell you if he was on this show, which he will be in 2022, that cancer has been the greatest gift he's ever received. So for all of you that have any kind of a health challenge in front of you or behind you or to the left or the right of you, flip it around. Let's see how it's happening for you. See how it's happening for you and not to you. Wow. And Talk that, about reimagining possibilities for 2022. That, I think, is one of the greatest lessons I've ever learned. That's awesome. That is fabulous. We have got an amazing year ahead of us. Woo-hoo. I feel it in my bones. Well, it's and gonna... we know some of the we know some of the shows that are coming up and oh. some of the guests that we've had in studio. It's gonna... uh, while everybody else has been holidaying. Yeah. We've been is working that words with friends. That holiday making it a verb. Yeah, we got another one for the list now. Holidaying. Holidaying. While everybody else has been holidaying, we've been preparing and we've been working and we are ready to deliver an incredible incredible podcast experience this year through financial sobriety. Please If you haven't done so yet, subscribe to the show. Reach out. Jim and I would love to hear from you. We'd love to hear. We don't hear hear enough. Let's be really clear. Yeah, we want to hear more. We don't hear enough from our audience. Send us a message at jim at yourfinancialsobriety.com, matthew at yourfinancialsobriety.com. Tell us how you reimagine your 2022. What do you want to be held accountable for in improving in your life? Where do you want to be wealthier? Where do you want to be healthier? Where do you want to be smarter? Where do you want to be more intentional? More intentional. How can you reimagine that possibility for 2022? And obviously that's going to be kept uh, confidential. We will not be posting that on our Instagram page, financial sobriety page, (laughs) any any of those social social media pages. But we would we seriously we would love to hear how this strikes you and what what you want to do differently in 2022 than you have in the past. Happy New Year, brother. Happy New Year. And may I say happy birthday to me. Happy birthday. Happy New Year. And with that, my friend, that's a wrap. If you like what you heard, leave us a review and be sure to subscribe. And check out our website, yourfinancialsobriety.com. Thanks again for listening today. Here to help you find more clarity, confidence, and capability along your journey into financial sobriety. I'm Matthew Grishman. And I'm Jim Gebhardt. Be intentional with your money. Jim Gebhardt is a registered representative of and securities offered through Brokers International Financial Services, LLC, member SIPC. Jim Gebhardt and Matthew Grishman are investment advisor representatives of Gebhardt Group Incorporated, a registered investment advisor. Brokers International Financial Services, LLC, and Gebhardt Group Incorporated are not affiliated. The opinions in this podcast are for informational purposes only and are not intended to provide specific advice or investment.
investment recommendations. To determine which investments or financial advice may be appropriate for you, consult a financial advisor prior to investing. Any reference to market performance is based on historical information and there is no expressed or implied guarantee of future performance. Opinions expressed on this program do not necessarily reflect those of Brokers International Financial Services, LLC. The topics discussed and opinions given are not intended to address the specific needs of any listener. Gebhardt Group Incorporated does not offer legal or tax advice. Listeners are encouraged to discuss their financial needs with the appropriate professional regarding your individual circumstance.